All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, buddies, here we are. Showtime Barn Burner Studios, the Tower Chrysler Studios here. Martel, oh, Boomer and Pender getting her going on. Flip. A big game day. Now, you yesterday came in here with, uh, are you not putting on your stuff, your gear? Oh, no, I had it around my head. I, I if you're on the YouTubes, yesterday Pinder came in, he had the scarf around his, his head. Want to knock over the Guerreros? I know you shouldn't because it's a it's the game day. I said to you yesterday, you're all dressed up for game day. It wasn't game day. Now it's game day. You're not dressed up. Let's get her going. Look Oof. at this setup. This wonderful bonnet. My God. <laughs> I mean, live on YouTube. If <laughs> let's go. Come on, boys. Big game. Belgium's boring. Hey, what's there a, you go. Now what's you're a ready. waffle anyway. Now you're ready. Huh? I was yeah. talking about Flames game day, but apparently there's something else going on. Is that yeah, this is it? my Flames game. Oh, okay. There's yeah. a Belgian uh, assistant <laughs> goaltending coach in the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Screw them. It's a big day. World Cup action. Bars are going to be absolutely jammed. No work is getting done. That's, we we started beautiful. We started late and we're quitting early. I yes. think it's probably how this one's going to go Hell today. Yeah. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, we will talk a little bit of Flames, Penguins. It is a game day for the Calgary Flames. Get your helmet on. And it's game day for Canada. Get your scarf on. And it must be American Thanksgiving today because I don't see Rhett. Is that correct today? Can we Wednesdays? go to the, uh, can we check yeah, in, Alex, on the Rhett Buffalo. feed? Yeah. And uh, the Rhettster. Technical issues. I do they get internet on American I Thanksgiving? Do they save it for other days? They just <laughs> holiday? Yeah. So I thought it was tomorrow. It's... It's a thing I love. It's the commitment. 
Yeah. You can't question the commitment. Can't question the commitment. I don't know what okay. I said. Uh, you heard, a, you heard a, a voice there in the background. Did it's, we? it's the one, those, I thought that was my head. The unmistakable tones. The undeniable one. Friend of the show, longtime buddy, Tommy Wielden Jr. Here in the studios, Barn Burner, the Tower Chrysler Studios. It's not a huge uh, audience today. Not a huge is studio the audience. audience. Yeah. But there he is. How are you? You yeah. look good as always. Man, it's uh, between your hair and your hair, I, I'm. You talk about follically challenged. It's You're unfair, you two pricks, <laughs> sashaying around here with that kind of mane. Man, it's impressive. Well, you can't go digging through a dumpster like I can and get away with it. Someone's <laughs> going to think something's gone horribly wrong for you. Yeah. So, in fairness, it is two different styles of long hair. That's One, fair. Yeah. And also between us, you know, I've got the salt and pepper look going on as well. Yeah, so there's yeah. a bit of a blend and a crossover. Something for everyone, you could say. Really. There really is. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like an evolution here yeah. we've got going yeah. on. Yeah. So you're, you must be very popular. Everyone wants to talk footy with popular you at, guy. All, at all times. What's today like? What's right now like? Because I would think anybody that's anybody... Well, Tommy, have you thought yeah, yeah. it'll just be heavy soccer talk for you for the next few weeks? Yeah, do you know what? And listen, thanks for having us on. This is a cool place you got. And uh, thank you. You guys were the OGs back when we first started talking. I, I don't know if it was the was it the 2018? No, it was even before that. It was yeah, PDL man. stuff. Yeah, yeah, we, no, we, no, but, but we would bring cups and the Euros. Yeah. I think. You caught me on air when Uruguay scored against England, and there was a pause, and I remember the playbacks. It was the you can curse oh. now if that happens. I can. Okay. I know England yeah. isn't playing, yeah. but you can drop an f bomb if need be. Good. Yeah. Okay, that's locker room talk. I like it. I like. That's the, right. We do go back a long yeah. ways with our soccer footy inside. I think it was the 2014 mm-hmm. World Cup. We started yeah. working together. That would sound right. That, so I think I started with Boom in 2013, the fall. So yeah. it would have been the following summer. It was, and that was before I had kids. So if you think I was a I'm a day drinker now. Imagine right. how Euro hits when, you know, pre-kids. So you get Tommy in studio to talk some uh, some World Cup talk, Canada talk, footy. This is going to be our Pinder Report. I'm going to let you yeah, two guys do that. get at it. The Pinder Report today, a presentation of Village Honda. Come and see why Calgarians are making the trip to Village Honda. 7663, 110 Ave Northwest, online, villagehonda.com. $2 million is their budget to buy used vehicles. They'll some. buy your car even if you don't buy theirs. You'll get a trip to Vegas. It's all on now at Village Honda. Men, get after it. Yeah, and stay here for one yeah, moment. Yeah. So perspective, I think, is huge, mm-hmm. you know, because there's the people that are hardcore soccer in this country. I think there's more than maybe we, many think there are and certainly more than there were 10 years ago, even four years ago when you talk about the CPL. But it, this feels like one of those events that has crossed over into the mainstream, the World Cup, but not just that, that Canada's in it to the point where it's like, oh, my wife might mention that Canada's playing soccer today. That never, ever mm-hmm. happens. And what what are you noticing different about this, or at least what does this day mean to you, given it's been 36 years? Well, do you know what? I always think back even when I was a kid, and obviously growing up in England, it's part of your culture here, you know, like the playoffs and the Stanley Cup and things like that. But for us, the, the world's biggest game and more countries that are playing it, for me, you know, I'm what, aging myself, 43, so Italian 90 was my falling in love moment. For me, that was, you know, Ness and Dorma, Pavarotti, Toto Scalatti getting the golden boot, Gaza's tears for England. There were so many great memories that I think back now as, as a, an adult, but that was my trigger point. And I think for me now, I've got a son who's 13. 
and he's asked to be picked up. So after I'm done this show, I'm uh, taking him out of school. <laughs> really? He's getting really? out. He's oh, getting out. Yes. And not, not, not the first. You know, my assistant coach, uh, Leon Apgood's doing the same with his son because for us, we know that these are trigger points for him. You know, I was away on the weekend when England played at 6 a.m. My son got up. Yeah. yeah. Which teenager gets up at 6 a.m. to watch football? And that's where you know things are starting to motivate. So I imagine I'm not the only dad in, in the city, in the country, that are getting their kids out of school to watch it. The significance of, you know, young players like, uh, you know, Alfonso Davies, who's world-class, to Jonathan David, to Stefan Estacchio, but also having people, especially here within Calgary, having Sam Adekubi, mm-hmm. you know, a guy that grew up in this city, playing for Calgary Foothills, and, you know, has gone on and done his journey. He'll be starting against Kevin De Bruyne today, who's <laughs> you know, one of the world-class players on the world's biggest stage in yeah. front of millions around the world it's funny you mentioned that i was thinking about that how many teachers would have signed out that av unit <laughs> for their classroom <laughs> on this day so, uh, who's watching like school rooms have to be watching this thing today what, what are you going to learn that isn't as or that's more meaningful than this thing today you'll remember this game if you're a kid for the rest of your life maybe not the yeah. biology class you would have had otherwise yeah fair and I think that's my kid's thing. He's, he's going through science, which uh, <laughs> I'm not sure great. he's got the best relationship with ah, his he can science miss it, right? He's so smart, that I'm kid. Like, he's so smart. It'd be fine. He yeah. gets by with his good looks and athleticism. Yeah. So there's a few events in our life that cross over to that. I remember like someone had hit an earbud in, their, in uh, a class I was in in high school for like the OJ verdict. Um, mm-hmm. You know, World Cups would have been that other yeah. places in the world because the time zones are crazy. Olympics, it's different times. Uh, this is the late slot. It's noon today. And it's... I don't love the way the schedule comes at Team Canada in a sense that it's their toughest opponent first out of the group. But I feel like there's a lot of momentum that could occur if you get any kind of a result here, i.e. a draw or you stun the world and get a win, not unlike Japan and Saudi Arabia already have in this tournament. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And there were ones I was going to mention. But you also look, you know, um, the Egyptians beat the uh, the Belgians prior in a, in a World Cup um, warm up, friendly, yeah. in a warm-up. So you, you take a little bit from that. You can't take too much because people are holding themselves back. But you also see that there are weaknesses there. And, and with Belgium, so technical. This is their golden generation. And this is the time that they need to be able to win with this. Otherwise, it moves on to the next one and they bring through the next. But they're vulnerable. And I think one of Canada's strengths is they're fearless. And something that John Herdman has integrated into, into their brotherhood, as he calls it, is... They've never won a point in the World Cup there there in 86. They've never scored a goal. So he set themselves a target of saying, well, let's score a goal. Let's let's get our first points on the board before we become the host or one of the hosts in 2026 is how can we knock off these ones and almost create a trading history in performance in the World Cups, which you need to do. It can be overwhelming if you don't have those step one goals, right? Mm. It's the World Cup. It's Canada. There's so much fanfare. Let's get a goal. Right, I, I would think from a coaching perspective, that's got to bring everybody in that mm-hmm. locker room kind of down a peg. So yeah, yeah, okay, that's, we that's can do that. Yeah. right. Yeah. Touching distance, right? Everything's yeah. touching distance. Mm-hmm. Just focus on getting a goal. And even uh, I think the longer it goes on against Belgium without them scoring, the more Canada grow into it. Because I think the first ten minutes is key. You can't you know can't get conceded on. They've got to make sure that they keep the Belgians at bay. And it'll be interesting to see if Herdman comes out and he's done this, you know, whether it's against Mexico or US, where he's, pre- he's pressed in certain moments, gone a high pressure in their face, stopped them gaining momentum, because that's key in football. And then he's kind of dropped off, let them have a bit of the ball and, you know, space in behind, which lives up to Alfonso Davies' breakaway pace and Tejon Buchanan's breakaway pace. So 
It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting, the tactics. I'm looking forward to that part of it. They played a bunch of games in qualifying. Just to get into the octagonal or whatever we're calling mm. it, those eight teams that each played 14 games for World Cup qualifying in CONCACAF, that, that was a big hurdle to get into that because Canada hadn't been able to get into that in many World Cup qualifiers prior. How different is the class of team outside of CONCACAF and how much can Canada lean on qualifying? Because it isn't peak Mexico right mm. now. The Americans missed the last World Cup and I think are struggling for an identity. They, they had to win and a draw against each of those clubs mm. in their two matchups, which is really impressive. But it does feel like there's another step from CONCACAF to here. Massively. And, and they can't lean on any of that really because CONCACAF is a different qualifi- uh, qualifying process in its entirety. They've also never beaten a European side. You know, so... It, 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 they've almost just got to say this is a brand new challenge, yeah. right? Again, back to the small gains, right? Can we get our first goal? Can we get our first points on the board? And then build from there. And we've seen it. Nobody had put money on Saudi Arabia beating the Argentina. Argentina, one of the favorites. And yeah. I can't remember when a, a favorite like Spain in 2010, where they lost to Switzerland, have gone on to win a tournament. So Argentina have their work cut out. We've uh, yet to see the Brazilians play and we've yet to see the Belgians play. So... It's, yeah, they just got to make the small gains and make today competitive. And a result early in the wee hours this morning, probably a good one from Canada's perspective, so. a draw between Croatia and Morocco? I think so, and neither scored. So it's a case of, you know, keep them close to you because you then know a three points is a massive swing yeah. in when you're only getting for a maximum of nine points in the group stages. Let's back up a bit. How do we get here, and did you have doubts in your mind that Canada could ever arrive here, or at least in this time frame, which does seem a World Cup ahead of schedule. We are, we're four years early. I mean, I remember going into these early meetings for the Canadian Premier League, and, and you're talking about, you know, the women's have always done well, and obviously winning the Olympics last year was, was huge. Um, and they've always been the flag bearers, really, in terms of soccer in this country. But the men's, you know, we're almost forgotten about. I've, you know, Nick Ledgewood's uh, assistant coach at ours, and... You know, always competed in these, you know, CONCACAF games, but it was so hard to get through. And, you know, how many times you've seen a Canada's team come out and it had, you know, uh, undisclosed or they weren't with a club, you know, unattached. Mm. And so there was a nickname around the Canada supporters, the Voyagers, saying unattached FC was the main club of Canadian football. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, we've got our own domestic league. We're, you know, and us as a club at Calvary, we've already sold four players on, one of them being Joel Waterman that's now in the squad. Incredible, you know, yeah. I think, had we have done something selfish and said, no, we're not selling him, we're keeping him to see out his contract and let him have free agency after 2020, the Montreal offer would have never came. It wouldn't have been the step up the ladder that he deserved. So I think we're, we're, we've, we've got a great base. We're four years early. So let's use this to our entirety. And, and so we, getting there, you need a few things to happen. You need immensely talented, unique mm. players like mm. Alfonso Davies, like Jonathan David. Talent. The emergence of Estacchio. Mm. Uh, you know, Borean's a, a, a very solid veteran goaltender. Mm. That helps a ton. But you also need someone to, to shake up the program that I don't want to say was satisfied with losing, but did, didn't really maybe even believe they could do this. And I feel like John Herdman's a huge piece of that. Oh, he's massive. I mean, I got to know him when he was in charge of the women's um, and, and I remember the decision being made because he actually came in. Funnily enough, I did my Canadian A license. Terry Dunfield, who's, who's one of the coaching staff there and at TFC, my brother, we, we were on the course together. It was here in Calgary, and you got coaches from all over the world doing it. And he came in, and he was literally putting up what the, the steps to success he'd done with the women and then challenged something about the men's. I remember he's a disruptor. So 
I think sometimes the world's best, and you think of even the top athletes. We've all watched the Jordan documentary. You know, you've seen the Redeem team with Kobe Bryant. You, you know, you, you've seen that with Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Um, you know, Tom Brady to a certain one going out in retirement, coming out. The best are disruptors, and I would put John Herdman in there. I remember being at the AGM in Yellowknife where we got our professional club license in the Canada Soccer, and he got up on stage, and I remember. You know, I think it was the females had commented about it because nothing had come out about why he was moving. And there was a bit of criticism outside and he answered it very simply. He said, rightly or wrongly, the FIFA money has always been inundated more so to the men's side. So as an organisation, and I've seen it with New Zealand when they qualified with the men to the World Cup, we will do better things if the men qualify for the World Cup that can then reinvest in all of them. So he made a selfless decision to grow it to say, but I have to do it on the men's. And everyone's like, but he's a women's coach and he has proved he's not. He's a, f he's a transformational leader. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he is. Well, I remember emceeing a, a hockey coaching event probably 10 years ago now, and he was very new to Canada's women's side or at least into you know the, the sports sphere in this country. And the, the room was hanging on his every word. Yeah. Like to, to hear the man speak in public is to understand his power mm -hmm. as an orator and as a leader of men. Yeah, he is, and I, I think you went to the one at Glencoe, didn't you? Or, yeah, that he spoke in Calgary yeah, about yeah, yeah. a month ago. That's yeah, right. he's um, and everybody, you know, I think there's world. Listen, he can he could be president of the United States if he chose to, you know, transfer down there. Because in a world that's kind of got some skeptical leaders, leaders that there's and there's not enough leadership. He is a he's a natural leader, transformational leader. But not only that, he's very smart in terms of his tactics. You know, I've I've watched him on the coaching course. We've talked tactics. And you'll see that with Canada. I think that's what's going to be the surprise package is, you know, it used to be days of playing 4-4-2 or 3-5-2, whatever your formation was, and you were that in and out of possession. And, you know, it's always different in smaller games like hockey. But, you know, if you read Phil Jackson's book, 11 Rings and the Triangle Offense, he's got a lot of nuances that he'll defend in one formation. So he might say, like, we're going to defend a 4-4-2, right? Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies are going to be our two. But in possession... We're going to keep one of our fullbacks low and build out with three players and then have a, almost like a 3-4-3. Three, three. Now, what that does is it just offsets the opponent and then he'll flip it again. So in, there'll be some in-game changes that I think Belgium may not be prepared for or you know Croatia, but they then got to own their time on the ball. And when they're on the ball, they've got to make sure that they make sure that they punish the other teams. I've always wondered from that perspective, because we talk, obviously we talk a lot about hockey. What makes a good hockey coach? Mm. What makes a good football coach? Bill Belichick, so widely respected. Yeah. We're not really sure what a baseball manager does sometimes, <laughs> aside from just filling out the lineup. Yeah. So to hear you from, as a mm. coach, kind of not critiquing, but appreciating mm. and seeing what he does as a coach, what for, for footy, for soccer, what, in your mind, makes a good soccer manager coach? And I think it's evolving as well, Boom, because um, you're right. Every, every sport's a little bit different and, you know, I couldn't imagine being like Bill Belichick and having as many coaches as he does and having as many players as he does. It's almost like being the general of an army that you've got to put out there. But I think what may, is relationships, and I think what he does better than everyone, it's the modern day approach now. And you think of all, you know, you've got kids, right? They want to know why. They want to know everything. They, they, they need a purpose to get up and do it. It's not like you have to work. Okay, I'll go work. Or you have to go to school. Okay, I'll go... They actually are curious about why, why do I have to go to school? Yeah. Why do I have to go to school? 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's you do have to explain imagine. all this. We probably said that as kids too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Only yeah. every day, Ryan, yeah. from your year two. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he gets it in double, double barrel. Oh, yeah. um, uh, it's but mostly no, he, one, but yeah. <laughs> I think the modern day coach now, hey, listen, you have to know your X's nose because the best players want to know they're being challenged and that you understand the game. But then you have to be an outstanding communicator. The art, you know, I, greatest quote I ever heard about coaching was from the late Dick Bate, who was a coach educator in England. They said, and coaching is affecting behavior to improve performance. And that's it. And I think yeah, that's where simple. John Urban is. It uh. sounds simple, but what you need to be motivated would be different than what you would need. Right? 100%, and, yeah. and understanding a room of you know 25 athletes and players is, is tough. So interesting hockey analogy here. Ken Hitchcock, mm-hmm. like Hall of Fame caliber coach, went away from the game for a while. He took his time rather than just hanging out and sitting on a beach. He talked to coaches at university athletics, went overseas, talked to people coaching young people. And he said, you know, the tactics aren't going to change a ton. What's changing is how I communicate with players. I used to call them and then now I get mad they're not answering my calls. Well, now I'm, I'm learning. I got to text them and they get back to me on their time. And rather than the, here's why we do things, there's my one answer to 23 people. It's for you. Here's why this is important. For you, I need to motivate you this way. Like what you're saying is not a soccer thing at all. It's dealing with a different time in society. You used to just bark and yell and guys would go, but now it's your buttons are entirely different than yours. And I need to have you working in concert. It's, it's like a symphony a coach now has to run, not just one instrument. Absolutely. I mean, I'd have grown up and even in our U18s, when we left school at 16 to be apprentice footballers and we would get a pregame, you know, go and fucking get stuck in boys, get out there, make the first tackle, get forward, get shots in. And that was it. It was kind of like a theory. Half time, if you're winning, yeah, go go and do it again and then or if you're losing what's your, like you get your finger pointed it mm-hmm. and it was never listen all right everyone take a breath here and let's let's let all they're doing is this and let's solve the problem now we've got so much access to information and it could go the other way where you're getting sports science results you know like our sports scientists telling us who's done the most running at a higher speed and da, 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 or could be flagging you, you're getting your data analytics for where you're passing the ball around and you're getting an opinion that might be an emotionally led from a coach that's pissed off with this player or and you may get another independent opinion from the guy, the analyst up in the crowd that's, you know, our eyes in the sky. You've got so much data to now say, we just need to change our left back. <laughs> right? yeah. That's probably that's going to win it. And then when it goes right as a coach, everyone thinks you're a genius. And when it doesn't, everyone thinks you're a loser, right? It's, that's the nature of the sport. Cruel. <laughs> on an on individual basis, I mean, you, you watch Connor McDavid and how he can mm. take over a game for, for football – I mean, huge pitch, so many guys, so much, uh, the running and the athletic ability to to be out there and then to still be the best of the best at this level. It, it It's it's mind-blowing to me when you when you see guys like Messi, and mm. how good you have to be in the world at mm. that sport to dominate. It's amazing because of the volume of players, leagues, absolutely. You know what baffled me? I think I watched on a show is... You know, I don't think people appreciate how intelligent footballers are because they've got to run at a certain speed. You know, if I'm now a midfielder and you're a winger, you're a striker, I've got to also understand what your strengths and weaknesses. I've got to make a split decision based on the pressure that's coming front, back, or sideways about you're the right pass to hit at the right weight with the right speed to create a goal scoring chance. And you think the amount of times Messi does that yeah. and he scans and has players around him that he knows where the keeper stood and he thinks I'll just knock yeah. it into the corner there, or I'll just chip it through, or I'll scoop it, and thinks, like, he's an artist. Yeah. 
I remember we had Corey Corey Sarich defense yeah, when he yeah. was on, and I, I think it was Jason Cullimore. <laughs> he would tell he told the story one time where Cullimore was and long shift, so minute minute and a half, two minutes, and he's stuck out there, and the the thing was, uh oh. He's seeing elephants. <laughs> like your brain just starts. To, you're so exhausted. Yeah. You're so tired. You're just, you just can't. Yeah. The amount of running and the fitness mm. level, and like you say, to still have the wherewithal. Here's where I need to be. Just, mm. it's what, amazing. What would have, are you? Is it 10k ish for around a midfielder? Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, I know anyway, certain positions like, be less. Top but, end, you know, 12, maybe 13. Bottom end, about nine. That buffered zone. So yeah, 10 to 11 is the average. So yeah, it's like, boy, they sure fall hard. Speed. It's like, yeah, well, you run 10K and I'll yes. give you the shoulder. <laughs> You'll understand it a little better. That's for a break. He's rolling over for a break. Yeah, you're damn right he is. I get knocked over on a 10K. I'm going to take some water. Um, so you mentioned Messi and world-class talent. Uh, talk to us about Alfonso, what you know of him, because I believe you've you've had a brush with him coaching, what, U17 internationally? Yeah, so it was interesting. I think I was, I was U17 assistant coach under Sean Fleming, good friend of mine, and... Um, it was the last camp we had, so we'd just done the CONCACAF qualifying, and actually a bunch of the CPL players, you know, like Borges, Campbells, guys like that. Um, and then the 2000 group came in. We were down in Mexico City, and you're thinking now, usually you're bringing down these nice Canadian boys there, 14, 15, Mexico City, and it's a hard area, right? So the, the their training facility is in the middle of the, the city, and it's hard to get there. You've got, you know, cartels probably hanging on each corner and hardworking people, and it's not a, not a cool place. You got these nice lads from Ontario and Alberta and just looking around, thinking about it. And we got there, and I remember seeing, and I knew of Alfonso Davies because he'd played through the Alberta system, and I think Leon Hapka had, had had him in his system. And then there was this other lad called Jonathan David from Ottawa. So I remember saying to Sean after a couple of sessions, and we'd played Qatar, funnily enough, yeah. beat them, and I thought, oh, those two kind of linked well together. And I said, um, so, like, have these two been on other, like, do they know each other? No, he said, this is the first camp here. I went, my word, I'd never seen in my life, still to this day, I've never seen the chemistry of two players at 14 being that tight. And I've got it on my old old laptop. And they went on to play Mexico the next game. And Mexico would usually dominate their turf. And and Leggy calls it the Mexican wheel because the way they would play it, they'd have two in the middle and guys on the outside and just keep everyone playing piggy in the middle. These two guys just went at them. And took the game to them. And I think we tied the game. It was either 1-1 one, one or 2-2. Two, two. And one of them got the assist. The other one got the goals. It was something like that. But those two were on another level. And I remember just tracking it all the way through. You know, Alfonso obviously, you know, went to Vancouver. Made his debut quite young. Jonathan David, I was wondering. I remember talking to Carl Robinson, who was the Vancouver Whitecaps manager. I know well. I said, you got to get this kid out of Ottawa. He's just playing grassroots football. He said, I've tried. He said, we're trying to get him. But the agents, you know... Trying to move him to Europe, he said, you know, Belgium, et cetera, et cetera. He said, I think he should come play for me. Couldn't get him. No matter what he did, the kid goes to Belgium, scores goals. He's now scoring goals and, you know, he's up there with your Neymars in, in France scoring goals. But the two of them, they're tight at the hip. So I'm looking forward now how that translates because to have seen him as young, that's a fortunate situation to be. To now see them against Belgium at the, in the World Cup. That's going to be brilliant. And correct me if I'm wrong, but those two give you the the puncher's chance, so to speak. You you, you need to be a strong team to get this far and to have any success. But you also need people to break open games. And you've always admired the guys that can find a goal yeah. in a yeah. sport where there's so few. And those two, like, if they want to have good tournaments, keep playing, boys. Absolutely. Those two, in, in, I think he's what, leading scorers in goals per game, Jonathan David. You know, it's ridiculous. 
But there's also Kyle Lahren. And in every mm-hmm. World Cup, you kind of get a bit of a, not an unfashionable hero. But I could see Kyle Lahren being the one that scores the goal if he plays today. And he didn't qualify, right? Tons yeah. of goals. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like, he, he scored, he, he's a scorer of important goals. So I look at that. I look at Stefan Estacchio, who's playing well for FC Porto in the Champions League. Tejon Buchanan, Club Bruges in the Champions League. They're now having a bit of profile, as well as the guys that are doing well for MLS. Yeah. Um, it's just, listen, if they can contain the back line, which I think is important now against Belgium because Lukaku's not playing. Yeah. You know, he's he's key. No matter if you're a fan of him or not, he's a, a quality, world-class striker. He's not playing. I mean, they've got no shortage of strikers, but he makes a difference. He's their best striker. When he's, he's their right. best striker. And he's not there to mm. start, at least. Uh, the rest of the group, Croatia, they were, oh, just in the World Cup final last yeah. time they had this tournament, yeah. but <laughs> their golden generation, a little older. Like, Modric is, what, almost 40? Yeah, I think he's timeless. Uh, do you know what I think Modric is? You know, you've seen Lord of the Rings. I think he's an elf. I think he's timeless, <laughs> isn't he? He <laughs> looks like he could, could fit in there. He does look a little odd, yeah. <laughs> and I think he's just going to keep on playing. We're all going to grow old, and he's going to stay the same age. He's beaten Father Time, someone yeah. finally. Yeah. Uh, them and Morocco. Morocco seems uh, They're good. under the radar as well. Morocco. I shouldn't say good. as well. Croatia went to the final, but yeah. I think the change of coaches bring because I knew uh, you know Ziyech wasn't part of the mix because he had a fallen out with the last coach. New coaches brought him back in. They've got mm. you know Roman Saiz as well that's at Wolves playing the Premier League. They've got some good talent in there, and I and I think again mm. look at their result against Croatia. Um, they were very effective. There's going to be no easy game for Canada. So yeah. either way, if, if they walk away with a point today against Belgium, that's huge because they'll always have a chance against. Morocco or Croatia. Four points will get them through. Crazy. Uh, what do you make of the tournament here? Like, I think I always have mm. this challenge with the Olympics because I see the IOC as corrupt, bribe-taking mm. jerks in their castles in Switzerland and leaving cities that host in financial ruin mm. and sometimes in you know actual, yeah. you know, the, the facilities in, in crumbling just, mm. you know, years later. Uh, FIFA's got a similar reputation. They've cleaned house a little bit after their last longtime leader was essentially, you know, caught money laundering. Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, I guess, draw that whole thing together that this is the, the best in the pinnacle of our sport, but also, man, the organization that runs, it's got some warts. I know. And yet, it, and they're in Qatar of all places in the winter, not summer. Well, and the last World Cup was in Russia. So I'm thinking, yeah. well, I can't wait for North Korea to get it next. Yeah, and exactly. Then we, we've done the trifecta, haven't we, really? But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to read sometimes, and I went off social media for a bit because you you just read in negative. It's fueling you in a negative way, and I thought, you know what, it's uh, it, it wasn't for me because there's always different facts no matter way, and you've got to do your research versus just read what somebody said on there and, and take it for fact. So I'm like, I didn't have time to do the research, so I've kind of whether it's right or wrong or otherwise, I turned a bit of a blind eye to it and tried to appreciate the opportunity it's giving people. And hopefully it's leaving a legacy for good people there. Yeah. And also changing a culture because, you know, for the things they've got, whether, you know, it's, it's drinking or the LGBTQ plus community, isn't the World Cup meant to be a game for all, no matter your race, gen, gender, orientation, or whatever you want to choose to be? The World Cup's meant to bring the world together, not se- separate us. So let's focus on that. And, uh, and yeah, and the world needs a bit of healing right now, doesn't it? It seems yeah. like it should be easier. It should be. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Then they're making it out to be, right? Yeah, it would be nice if they'd embrace a little more of that. It sounds like there's armbands that teams want to wear that FIFA won't yeah. allow, which feels like it's more of what Qatar doesn't want, not FIFA. Um, Neither here nor there. I mean, it's. I shouldn't say neither here nor there. That's that's a rabbit hole to go down. That's a lot, yeah. and it's heavy, and it makes you feel less excited about a world class tournament. So I, I get the whole focus mm. on the sport thing. That's what makes it special. It's not people with bags of money that we care for. And uh, and it's easy to do it. Uh, we we have to as a, a as a league. Every time we we start a season, we have to go through these things because you've got to think that there's young people that you know can be heavily influenced by a suitcase of money that you know they may be in debt and these people beyond that and the corruption side of it are very clever they do their homework on it so you'd hope that it's just rumors and it's 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 not a proof but there's a way to get to everybody right the marino documentary is unbelievable jose marino the uh, portuguese coach that before the champions league final the amount of mafia that was after him and his family really? like i can't imagine i do this for a living you know i'm okay taking a little bit of beef on on twitter Going after my family, I, could, I couldn't imagine that type of feeling. That's just outlandish. Uh, last Calgary tie-in. Uh, the Attic Kubes or soccer royalty yeah. are becoming such in yeah. Calgary. Tell us about the family. We know Elijah's played for you all the way back to the PDL days and the first four seasons of the CPL. Sam, the older brother, was the one who jumped in the snowbank in Edmonton mm -hmm. at Ice Teca and will play a, a significant role for Team Canada at the World Cup. And apparently uh, those two are not necessarily the, wow, look at, like the whole family's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves the Atacubas, but it's his father is a preacher, I believe, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they run a church and it, I mean, it looks like the most fun church going. They, they sing and dance and it's interesting because... You know, uh, Ben uh, coached with me and my brother, the, the dad, um, and give back to the community. Um, the mum, Dee, is just, she, she's the matriarch of the family. She's brilliant. Um, but then Ruthie Adekubi, she got a scholarship at the Dinos and won a gold medal, um, national gold medal as a soccer player. Really? Playing for my brother. Um, so there's a nice tie-in between the Wildens and Adekubis. And obviously, uh, you know, we had Sam come through Calgary Foothills and then my brother and, and Elijah had a great relationship, whether it was in the PDL or the CPL on. You know, it, was a t it was a really interesting conversation with Elijah at the end of his contract this year where, you know, he's 26, he's recovered from two Achilles injuries. And we sat down and it was like talking to your kids about, right, it's time to move out now, you know, because I looked in his eyes and I knew that he was ready for a, a change and it wasn't anything other than, he knew that this next move for his was whether he, he, his career kicks off again 
or he chooses his music. That's how talented these people, you know, these th this family is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was an easy conversation to have. He's gone with Martin Nash, and you know, he'll he'll end up there. And I think that's a, a good move for him. And you know, I think now he's out in Qatar looking at um, you know uh, his brother with Ruthie and watching them, and they're just a terrific family. And you know, part of the Calgary folklore here. Mom's on Twitter as well. She's all set up. She's got the big stack yeah. of Gatorades and waters, yeah. the room set up. There's merch all over the place. Yeah. It's, she's dialed, ready. Yeah. It's game day. Let's it's go. Day. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a fringe fan. I can get into the, I love going to Calvary games and doing all that. And I, I just remember uh, it was years and years ago. It was a guy from, uh, I think it was from England. And he was giving me shit one time. He's like, do you realize how short these games are. We're not watching baseball. Don't be going to get your fucking chips during the game. Get your shit figured out at the half and then get back in your seat because it's it's quick. You can't miss anything. Yeah, it's 90 minutes. So I'm going to get I'm gonna get your bathroom break and your chips or whatever you need. Yes. Get, it, get it before and get ready. But you know what, Boom? That's been the biggest learning for us at Spoosh Meadows. 100%. Um, is, you know, when we're running horse shows or you're used to the hockey culture and there's like 20-minute breaks and there's three of them before and after as well. Yeah. We've got a fifteen minute window to get everyone a fresh beer, yeah. some figure it out. Yeah. I mean, that's a small window, so that's been one of our biggest learning lessons. That I keep it. telling people, go a half hour early. You can get the food yeah. and the beer, and exactly. but don't miss the game. It's it's this is not to your point baseball. There's no four hour Red Sox Yankees like. Yeah. It's not fucking baseball. It's not fucking baseball. <laughs> <laughs> get your chips. Uh, okay, uh, tell us. Feelings, vibes, predictions, and or just, uh, you know, a hope or dream for, for this team? I Listen, I, I see a world in that four points I think is achievable. I think they can certainly look at, I've got a sneaky fit. If, if Belgium don't score in the first half, that gives Canada a, a better chance. I, you know, I, I'm going to go with a 1-1 today, and I think they're going to beat Morocco in the last game. That's my four points. Man. That'd be something. And that puts you into probably tiebreak territory if you get through or not. Nice. Wow. Uh, exciting times. I think a lot of people didn't believe this could happen. And even the ones that did thought, oh, that'll be 2026, not 20. This is all gravy. Enjoy. It's a effect. Yeah, it is. I mean, and you know what? The, the role that you have played with the players we mentioned, grooming them along the way that the CPL has played. You mentioned Joel Waterman on this mm -hmm. team. He, he played for you in the yeah. PDL and CPL. Uh, I mean, that's that you've coached many of these players at U17 level. Like this is, I hope you are as proud or are as proud as many people think you should be at this because you, you've played a significant hand as someone from another country contributing to Canada returning to the stage after almost four decades. Yeah, no, thank you. Listen, it takes a village and there's many people across the country that have done similar, but I was prepared to pick up a shovel and I think that's what it is. Everyone's got an opinion about how things should be done. Everyone thinks it's like fantasy football that you can do this and that and the other but it's the late night board meetings trying to raise $50,000 so we could compete in the PDL, mm -hmm. you know, and almost being, I think we were three days from not getting it. And I was on the phone in a family holiday trying to get it. You get yeah. it. You're traveling 14 hours to Portland because you run out of gas and got, you haven't got enough plane tickets to ride home. They're the hard yards. And all these players that you're going to see today have all had a similar territory. Everyone that's had a bit of success in this have all just refused to quit. And I think that's what we're getting now. And I, what I really love, right, is, that it's going to create another wave of generation. So I'm seeing it with Nick Ledgewood now out in the community dealing with people. I'm seeing it with Mason Trafford out there dealing with partners and community. That ripple effect of affecting more people, that's the only way you build a culture. And it's, uh, yeah. it's a brilliant time to be here. Always wanted to give back to a country that adopted me. Proud to be a Canadian citizen now. So 
This is part of the enjoyment of it. Go get your kid. Yeah. Go get your kid. I'm looking yeah, at the clock. Go get your kid. Yeah. Get ready. Thanks for coming in. Tommy, appreciate you, man. Thank so you very much. so good to see you. We'll yeah, do it again time. soon. I've, we got lots of questions about, uh, obviously, uh, with Cavalry. That's right. November heading into December, but we got time. We'll get into that as we... Sounds uh, good. There you go, folks. Thanks, Tommy, Tommy Wilder Jr. We'll take a uh, quick, tight turn. Uh, quick anecdote before we go, really right. quickly. Sam Atacubi, the Calgary, Calgary, and we talked about, said, when asked about this tournament and what's going to, how this team's built. We've played in the weeds in Central America. We've played in 100 humidity, 35C. We've played in minus 20. We've had bags of piss thrown on us. These guys are not intimidated. They might be matched in some areas, but they have fought so hard to get here and overcome so much. This is not a group that will wilt. Should be fun today. Who are you cheering for? I'm, you know, may the best team win. I don't really have a rooting interest. Good football. It's all you're cheering for. Just, uh, yeah. Tight turn. Stay there. We're coming right back. Tommy Wilden Jr. Always good seeing Tommy. Get your kid out of school. Don't let your kids go to school. Get out of school. That's That's right. uh, Learn from the best. I like that a lot. Flames game day as uh, we pivot here for the second half of the program. By second half, I mean the final few minutes of the program. Whatever works for you. I got nothing going on today. I can stay as late as you want. Let's get into, there's a few things we got to hit here. We want to do the Betway bets of the day. The uh, Flames are on this road trip about middleway. Two and one. Six gamer. It, it turns very quickly from the this team. They lost seven in a row. Oh, one back to back and four or five. Four or five. It, it happens very quickly. So they'll look to keep things going. They've already beaten Pittsburgh once this year at the Dome. Yep. Here are my bets of the day for Betway. I do kind of oh, like what's this? The Penguins in this one. Really? Penguins. They've won three in a row. Mm. They've been pretty good. Sidney Crosby is. Uh, on a four-game point streak, 11 points. I it saw is, you had 10 in his last three, and I yeah. thought, what's 10 divided by three? That's tough math, but it sounds good. Yeah, 11 in his last four, Ooh. so I'm going to take the Penguins to win with, with the money line, and Sid, at least a point, paying plus 125. And if I'm going in, I'm going, you know, going money line and total goals. Huh? So I've got the Penguins on the money line to win, and I'm saying it's over five and a half goals oh, total. Man. Paying plus one sixty. You're doubling down on the Penguins, you dirty dog. It's a long road trip. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Every, every, that crowd's going to be so drunk. Drunkest day in the calendar for, uh, think for the Americans. It, but that is going to be a party. Consistently crowd. says this is the drunkest day in America. Yeah. The Wednesday ahead of American Thanksgiving. Uh, and Alex, if you're listening, Rhett is looking for a link, and he'll join us as soon as he gets that. I don't want to go. Uh, to oh, is that right? Behind the curtain, but there you are, Alex. Yeah. Just send him a link. Uh, my picks of the day. Let's do that. Same game. There's 15 in the NHL tonight. None tomorrow. Fill your boots because tomorrow is all football, friend. 33 teams tonight. That's 15 times two ish. Um, wow. What's what's the three headed game? Which Big rank are we night. playing that in? Yeah. yeah. Uh, here are my picks. Uh, I just like some of the roles some of these players are on. Jonathan Huberto has not been dominant, but it's probably been the best version of Jonathan Huberto we've seen in a Flames jersey. Him to get a point and Crosby, who we noted have has 10 in his last three games. That's even money. I could double my money if they each get a point. Yes. And then some other guys that uh, I'm not going to sleep on. Lindholm and Malkin, one point each or more. That pays one plus 150. Uh, and we didn't talk about it. Well, I guess we talked about a bit of it. Vladar will start tonight uh, for the Calgary Flames. He had his first ever start and win in the NHL against Pittsburgh. Beat them last year as a Flame as well. His first one, obviously, as a Bruin. And uh, it'll be Tristan Jari back in net, who has not had 
this season Tristan Jari had a year ago. I, I would not be surprised if, you know, there's a little more of the goals, not less. So I'm going to go Crosby, Ubedor, Lindholm, Malkin, those two uh, pairs of just a single point. See how we do. Betway bets of the day. Um, you mentioned w- with Vladar, he's made three starts. He's been in four games, but has started just three games this year. It feels like we're well into the season yeah, now for fourth him start. to have just started three going into this Well, and what one. did Daryl say? There's 26 yeah, weeks and once a week. Are we three weeks into the season, or is it four? Because this would be his fourth start. Markstrom has started five straight. Nine of ten, I think. Nine of ten yeah. going into tonight. And it will and, be interesting. They get the back-to-back. How do they treat that? Is it Markstrom for both, or is does Vladar if he yeah, plays so Penguins well? Penguins tonight and then Friday, Saturday. Yeah, so it's 3 of 4 yeah. starting today, and it's matinees Friday and Saturday. Noon in Washington, day after Thanksgiving, Saturday at 2 in Carolina. I, I guess it depends how Vladar plays today, whether he gets one of those two. And I feel like we've liked how Vladar has played. Didn't he, like him in the Buffalo game. He's 1-3. and three. His goals against 3.33 with an 8.81 save percentage. I feel like he's performed year. better than those numbers. Now he's played in four games. so. And I think, you know, you saw a fair amount of them in that skid where they weren't playing that great. They, they, I think they've tightened up significantly defensively of late, and hopefully that uh, is also reflected in the save percentage numbers as Ladar gets his fourth start here. Who are we talking about the other day as far as a team that was super streaky? It was St. Louis, yeah, right? Yeah, they won three to start the year, lost eight, lost seven, and now won eight in a row. eight in a row. So for Pittsburgh, started 4-0-1, yeah. then went on that 0-6-1 yep. skid. They passed through Calgary yeah. in one of those losses of seven in a row. They blew a two-goal lead to Boston. It was ugly. Yeah, so win four of five, lose seven straight, Five one and one now since that skid yeah, ended. That's similar, very similar. It's a, so. I, I, and I was looking at this roster, like I get it. It's not peak Crosby. It's not peak Malkin. It's not peak Latang. It's not peak Jeff Carter. But they're just still too talented to write off. It's not like no, like you're not selling your UFAs. You probably are moving your picks for more help at the deadline. Again, you're still in that Crosby Malkin window. They found a way to bring Malkin and. Uh, Latang back in an off season where they both became were set to become UFAs last year, and you know when they're losing seven in a row, it's easy to say, oh, it's over for them. But like, no, then Sid goes off, and Malkin's still Malkin, and we saw it in the dome a night they lost four one. They went on the man advantage, and you're like, yep, they can still zip this thing around as good as anyone. And the power play numbers aren't strong this year, but it feels like it's only a matter of time before they will be. There's too much talent there. Yeah, I was going to say, twenty fifth ranked power play, and based on what we saw at the dome last night, how the hell is that? The yeah, 25th? back in October, Jeez, yeah, whipping it around, zip, 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 zip. back of the net. Ah. Uh, how do you feel about it? I don't I know. Think, I, I think I've, I, with my Betway I, yeah, bets, I kind of... I, I am very unsure about how it goes, and I think Vladar is a part of that. I also think it's tough to draw a lot from that Philly game because, yeah, you won and you beat a team, but they were missing six regulars, and I think they were a bad to mediocre team ahead of losing six bodies there. What I have liked is that the Flames continue to be tightening up on the backside in terms of... They aren't giving away the odd man rushes we saw in that seven-game losing streak. I think the newer players are starting to look a little more comfortable. I heard Jonathan Huberto talking after the Florida game, or at least in one of the intermissions, about, you know, we played a lot of east-west in Florida. This is north-south, and I have to get better at that. And I, I like his ownership of that rather than 
a suggestion that he and the coach don't see the game the same way. He's saying, no, no, like I just need to get better at North South. I think he has gotten better. And I, you know what? We were skeptical of it at the beginning, but that line's been fine. That line's been really fine. Backland and Coleman have worked well together since Coleman got here. And Huberto there does not look out of place. It's, I don't think it's going to give him his greatest offensive ceiling, but they've been really good in the differentials on shots and scoring chances as a trio. And what's Coleman's had a couple here in the last few games. Yeah, the, Dubé yeah. finds the net the last game. If, he, if those guys, and if you get, get Manjapani in there Manj too, you guys to just want to yeah. give a little bit more, just a little bit more. It makes a, uh, makes a big difference for sure on that end. Now, do we have uh, the, the do donkey have the or no? from Buffalo? It's uh, He was going to join us late. I didn't know late meant uh, the, like, Tomorrow is a late? minute a minute left oh! on the show. There he is. There he is. Sound check. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Is this thing on? Are you drinking yet? What's going on tonight? Are you in the bag? Oh um, just yeah. No. Tim the booze guy's oh, here. No, no. He's 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 disappointed Timmy. in you. Yeah, Timmy's here. I thought he was Tim he's the booze. Disappointed lead. I'm not yes. half in the bag. He he would be, wouldn't he? I will be at I will be at some point, but uh not quite yet. Give us I the update. Get down to the rink. Uh, I gotta get down to the rink before I can. Kids ruin everything. Get too blitzed up. <laughs> blitzed, blitzed. You're gonna be a puddle tonight, aren't you? I might go for it, Pinder. I might try and do my best. Hercules, yeah. Hercules. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna half-ass it tonight. I think I'm going full throttle. It, there's only a, a few holidays a year where you cook a big bird. This is one, so I'd encourage you to cook the goose while the turkey's in the oven. Yeah, and you know, and I don't, you know, the nice thing about tonight is no one judges you. It's just <laughs> this expected. is quite a holiday. Just, it's yeah, not like it's it's not like it's Sunday yeah. night and you've just decided to drink eighteen gin in your greenhouse. <laughs> this is an expected. That feels very close. So awfully thing. specific for it not to be real. But I was going to say, you are very generally concerned about what other people think of you, the, the people that judge you. That really holds you back from really letting loose a lot yeah. of times. I, I, I do take it into consideration. Yeah. Uh, so do, do you have a running mate? Do you have somebody who can go shot for shot with you? Or is it going to be Lonely Rhett at the table? Where's Coletta? I feel I'm like he could down. pour him back. I'm, no, he's, he's in Ireland drinking already, probably. Yeah, so. probably. Uh, Robert doesn't drink anymore. I'm sure there'll be somebody around the rink that I'll just go sit in the alumni room and somebody will walk past. What kind of performance did the shoveler put on for Thanksgiving? Cause, cause you're an adopted, but she's a, a born and bred America. Like this, this is, this is their uh, throwdown holiday of the year. Yeah. Except she's so excited about going to grandma's tomorrow and seeing all her family. She's like, I don't know. I, feel, I want to feel good tomorrow. And I'm like, that's great, honey. You stay home. I'll, I'll do the hard work tonight. <laughs> so how many around the table? It's like, Laura, it's like, like, like Daryl Lubinicki used to tell us in junior hockey, Luby. you guys don't worry about going out and drinking. I'll do all that mm-hmm. stuff for you. You guys just you see guys that's teamwork, hockey. lifting each all. other up. Yeah. 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 Leadership. That's what that is. That's leadership for sure. How many are at the dinner tomorrow or around the house? Oof. Wow. Dozen. Like family. There was five kids. There was five. Yeah. There was five kids in that family and all of those kids had between two and five kids and now those kids have had grandkids a lot more so math than i'd hoped here 40 
40? 30 to 40. 30 to 40. Oh, I did not have that in mind. That is an entirely different event than the one I had in my head. So you're going to have to pick your spot, like on the couch or a chair. How is that? You're going to need some serious navigation and planning because you've got a full day of being hung over and fat tomorrow. There's one chair. So there's two couches. Now, one's kind of a normal size. One's kind of a love seat. And then there's a reclining chair. And that is the spot. You got to get there early. Yeah. You got to establish dominance. Plant the flag. Maybe drop a, drop a few bombs mm-hmm. and to keep people away. Mark your territory. I like it. Yeah, pump some farts yeah. in that thing. <laughs> uh, there's a couple things that I wanted to get through. We, we, we mentioned it yesterday. We are going to have our own YouTube channel. We heard from all the people saying, you know, I love, love what you guys are doing. I want to be part of Flames Nation, but I can't handle all the stuff about the Oilers. And that we are doing our own YouTube channel. It's going to be Flames Nation content only. We're going to be doing different things, different shows. We've got a a lot coming up here in the next two to three months. So the the incentive for you to go and subscribe is we are going to have a pair of tickets for the Florida game. Kachuk Bowl. On the 29th. We're going to pick one of you people, you You people, people. who have subscribed to the channel. One of you is winning and going to the uh, the Kachuk Bowl. So all you want to do, hit us up on social media, screenshot you subscribing, click the button, it says subscribed, send us the screenshot, you're in the mix for the draw. Is that how it goes? That's how I, I'm, all sure. my mentions are just people showing screenshots that they subscribed. Love it. Thank and we you. appreciate you. We do. We can't do this without all these beauties out here. Madrose Pub. Thank 15 you. 15 Royal Vista Place, hooking people up. You think it'll be jumping in there today? Oof. Yes. How happy are bar owners today? Our owners just are thrilled. Pumped. Yeah. Pumped. I mean, oh, they're, they're already doing the Lord's work, Dean. Pouring all those drinks for Lugans like really Tim the Booze Guy and I. The Lord's work, indeed. <laughs> Madrose.pub, the website. Go and check out the menu online or just go. Just get there. Just go there. The uh, I want to go, speaking of social media, I want to go to, uh, we had a couple shots of Twitter uh, that Speaking of helping out, yeah. You talk about good people and helping people out. Now, Kelsey Snow is the wife of Chris Snow, who is one of the assistant general managers of the Calgary Flames. They are from Boston. Americans, right? transplants, but have adopted uh, Calgary brilliantly. So this was Kelsey's tweet as of, uh, I had it written Hours down, ago. as of 8.24 a.m. Yeah. YYC friends, anyone know where I can get a fresh turkey in the city today? I've procrastinated on American Thanksgiving. And so have no time to thaw a frozen one in time Yikes. for tomorrow. Help. That went out at 824. Yeah. She then posted a second tweet, a response to that yeah. at 907. So, yeah. Less than an hour later. Yeah. Half, yeah. half 40 minutes. Jeez. And uh, thanks for the pro tip, friends. Greg at Bonton has <laughs> saved American Thanksgiving. <laughs> Attaboy, Greg. Attaboy. And you know what? Not only thanks to Greg, because Greg's not on social. He's I know. not a big social media guy. Thanks to our boys that listen to this show, that love the potato salad, that know what Greg and Bonton are all about. Because her mentions, as soon as that first tweet came out, everyone's yelling Bonton. Of course, because Bonton's great. But B, because our boys know snows deserve the best. That's where you go. Greg's going to take care of you. It's perfect, you right? Can it, I- it's exactly how this whole thing works. Yes. I love it. You're in the, you're in the trust and, tree with and- us. Go ahead. Can I tell can I tell you a funny story about a turkey that wasn't frozen? Okay. So we uh we did the World Stars tour, right? Yep. In the 0405 lockout. lockout. 
And so on the way home, we left Poland. And on the way home, there was a massive uh, ice storm in Toronto and Buffalo, that whole area. And we were getting back the 23rd. So we get smashed on the flight home over the pond and land in Toronto. And of course, flights are delayed. Now there's one choice. You fall into a stupor and turn your life into misery or you keep drinking. So Regeer and I decide it's the holidays. Let's power. Keep through. the train rolling. So we have to do because it's Saskatoon. So we're on as we, we get on the plane in Toronto. And now we've sat on the plane for like an hour. Uh, and we're, we had to go through Winnipeg oh. and connect because it's going into Saskatoon. It's a disaster, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, we're sitting there cut. And I'm like, Reg. Phone Burke, Burke Summick. My dad used to work for the Summicks at FlexiCoil. Burke Summick is a pilot, owns planes. Yeah. Call Burke, have him meet us in Winnipeg. So Reggie phones Burke. Okay, the plane will be there. We'll be good Jeez. to go, fully stocked. Get to Winnipeg. All these poor saps. It's it's a very arrogant comment, I know, mm. but all these poor saps are stuck in flipping Winnipeg, and we grab our bag and we head over to the private airline, hop <laughs> on the plane there. These guys had to fly to Regina and bus home. Oh, get home on the twenty fourth. So that has nothing to do with the turkey. So now we've been <laughs> drinking for an extended period. So now we decide because we're really smart and we got the the jet. And he's so we're like, you can't land the plane till all the booze is gone. Oh, dear. Now, he's not drinking. The pilot's not drinking. So Reggie and I have to start machine gunning booze to get because <laughs> we can't be up there forever. We're going to run out of fuel. So then we land. And now it's the 20th. It's like really late on the 23rd. Then we're texting DUG, DUG, pick us up at the airport, blah, blah, blah. So we finally, we land and DUG's there. And he is just like, holy, like we can <laughs> hardly walk. And we're screaming and yelling and right. We're young. We still got the pinder in us. So oh, now boy. we go to the house and mom, mom had some meatballs made. So we get a little, some food in us and a glass of water. And then we have a shower and we decide let's hit the bar. This is where the turkey comes into play. So we go out and we go boozing all night. Now it's four or five in the morning. We're at my buddy's house. It's the 24. What? It's got to be the 24th. Yeah. And so we're sitting around on the couch and all of a sudden he's like, holy F. He's going to Elrose, Saskatchewan. And he's taking the turkey. He bought the turkey. He forgot to take the turkey out. So now he's got a frozen turkey that has to thaw. And a turkey don't thaw in 10 hours, right? So uh, so we get smart. We threw the turkey into the hot tub. Oh. Thawed it out. <laughs> oh, God. No. So, oh, you, you put the turkey in man soup and people ate it? I don't want my Isn't this how like diseases begin? <laughs> oh. So if you ever find yourself in a bad spot, that's, you gotta get yeah. deep I, I think we have to end turn. the show. I'm not gonna last here. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Chris Cruz, you donkey cruiser. That is oh, friggin' gross. That is so gross. Yeah. Although, at the time, I'm sure it was brilliant. Genius. Yep. It was brilliant. Saved, saved Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one Redster. Totally redeemed yourself. Gross. So did the people know at, mm. after the meal? Oh, by the way. You can't. I don't, I don't know if Chris ever let no. him in on that. No. Now he thawed yeah. the bird in a big bowl of swass. <laughs> Gross. Because he couldn't put it in the, in the microwave. We get it. If you have more Jeez. questions, uh, you can ask Rhett tomorrow on the program. It's a presentation of Hope Street Property Management. Every Thursday we do Ask Rhett. You can send in your questions. Get them in. Ask Rhett at flamesnation.ca. Or on the uh, on the Twitters, hashtag uh, Ask Red. That's coming up. Tomorrow. Ask him how much bromine you should have in your turkey for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, Greg. I mean, we're in Saskatoon. Yeah. yeah, problem solvers, industrious right. people. And uh, a final reminder that every Sunday, still still November, right? Every Sunday yeah, yeah. in November, South Street Burger, New York Fries, hosting a family skate at Optimist Park. Sunday afternoons, 12.45 p.m., free skate at Optimist Arena. South Street going to be there. they got Love prizes it. and giveaways, and they've partnered with Kids Sport Calgary to help out. Seven South Street locations across Calgary. SouthStreetBurger.com for locations. Go get after it. Now, the laptop's closed. Pinder's ready to go. I got a chauffeur. So you have a chauffeur. You have a reserved seat at a pub. We'll see. I've got a backup reso if the first one's too chaotic. uh, We're not going to miss this. It's been 36 years since there was a Canada at the World Cup. That team never even scored. Let's do it today. All right. Thanks for your, you know what? time's kickoff? It's in 19 minutes. Got to go. Bye, Rhett. Okay, Love cool. you. Cool. There he goes. <laughs> Oilers. What did the Oilers do that Oilers thing? Oilers Nation every day is yeah, coming up next. Sucks. All yeah. right. See you, see you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, there Let's you go. Let's go. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 